Hey, what's up? This is your host, Pete McCarvin, and join me as we explore the great unknowns. Hey, what's up, people? This is your boy, Pete McCarvin, a.k.a. Peter Mac. You know, your country cousin. Uh, it's been a long time since we didn't checked in with each other. I'm retooling this thing for the third time. First time, it was with my boy, Big Keith, when we was in Africa 2019. That was when there was Big Keith, Peter Mac. Then when I got back from deployment later that year, I called it Straighten on the Rocks with Petey Mac. After I had changed from No Chase, I found out that Timothy Day, like Ghetto, had this had a podcast of that same name. So now I decided to change it up and retool it, do something different. Because I noticed I've been around the country, uh, hell, I've been around the world, and in that time I've met a lot of comedians. I'm talking about from East Coast, down South, West Coast. Um, so I like, do you know what? It's a lot of people I know that do comedy and they kill us. The name just ain't out there yet. So I decided I'm going to do this podcast. As you know, it's called The Great Unknowns because these people are great. They just unknown. And right now on the first episode, I felt I had to do this right because this brother that is on the show with us today, he's the epitome of great unknown. Uh, well, at least unknown to the rest of the world, but the Pacific Northwest, his name is ringing fucking bells. Um, how I met the brother, on a humbug. I happened to be at this bar we have out here to come watch his hometown. And I have been noticing seeing flyers up about him that he was, I'm like, okay, he must be the man when it comes to comedy out here. And I noticed they didn't really have like regular rooms for you to work out. So one day I'm in there kicking it with some people who are regulars in the spot and he comes in and wants to say, hey, that's Bo Blast. And I was like, oh, Bo Blast? I'm like, yo, I heard that man. I heard that man's name before. I said, man, let me go speak. So I spoke to the brother. I was asking him how I go about trying to get in, like starting to come. They don't have no rooms. He asked me, he said, well, shit, I got a show tonight. You got some, uh, said, let me see if you got some footage. He was like, I got you five minutes tonight. I'm like, nah, man, you bullshit. He said, nah, I got you five minutes. He said, if you do good, you do good. If you don't, he said, shit, it's like dealing dope in the street. You get caught, you don't know me. So I went across the street, did good. He said, man, I'm going to rock you from now on. From there, he not only just became, he became like a mentor. As well as somebody I can call a good fucking friend, man. So, uh, without further ado, I'd like to introduce, I already said his name. I'd like to introduce my man, Tacoma's very homegrown, Bo Black. What's up, big dog? What's up with you, bro? Cut Pete. My God. Hey, man, look. That was, you know what? Hey, you's a pro. Oh, yeah, man. You're a pro, bro. Appreciate it. You're a natural, man. You did all that one shot kill, one take. No stuttering. Okay. You you meant it. It was heartfelt. You told the story genuine how it was. Yeah. That was dope, man. Appreciate the love, oh, man. No words, it's no a doubt, pleasure man. to be a part of this podcast. Yeah, you know, yeah, you you the first one. You you this yeah. it. You you yeah. the you the lead, man. You the lead, but yeah. So uh, man, how you been, man? It's been like I ain't seen you in like but about four five days, man. What's been going on? Cause here you take care of business right before we started this. So what's what's what else been in the work? Cause you always got something cooking. Every time I look on Facebook, Instagram, you at somebody's. Yeah. Function, you at some rally, you at a birthday party, yeah. you, you on the scene, you doing a podcast. Man, so what 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 hours been in the works for you? Man, it's Juneteenth coming up, celebration, it's time to celebrate. Um in the Pacific Northwest, uh a lot of our traditions get lost in the in the wash for people's uh independence. Yeah. <laughs> if for lack of better words, right? Like you come here, you know, and, and it's kinda wide open. And we don't, um, a lot of times, carry the tradition over. So I once I got a hold of what Juneteenth meant and, and for our people a few years ago, I really I began to uh, to indulge in, into that year in and year out and celebrate that. So this weekend, 
it's Juneteenth weekend and all of my time been spent promoting this, you know what I'm saying, holiday for us. Oh, yes, sir. And, and what it means and the empowerment of it, but more so celebration of, of, of what freedom that we do have and the narrative that we can control. That's what I'm yeah. And you told me, because like before we was talking, I thought you just started it this year, but you told me you've been doing it like for what, four or five, three, four, five years? Yeah. And so you was doing it before it was a national holiday when a lot of black people didn't even know what the hell it was. Yeah. So... Um, how has it, 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 it gotten better like over time? Like, is, is it every year it gets better? Yeah, like, yeah way better, especially. And, 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 you know, everybody else, you know, in the southern region, they were celebrating that. You know, the Houstons, the Texas, you know what I'm saying, and yeah. Louisiana. They were celebrating that year in and year out, even other uh, places. But just in the Pacific Northwest, we really wasn't celebrating yeah. it all like that, right? Mm -hmm. And so... And the first year was an educational type thing for, for the people okay. so they can know from the, not just the adults but the youth, right? Letting them know what, what we're supposed to be celebrating. And every year we gradually, gra uh, uh, gradually turn it into just a celebration and, and not as much education. So now we know what it's about. Yeah. Let's just celebrate this and, and have fun, bro. And so it's been fun and it's been growing. And this year we collaborated with another group that's been celebrating yeah. it. And we're going to make it real, real big. And we got hitters that's involved with this, like uh, Dr. John Gaines, Dr. Timmy Foster, Candace um, um, Presley, um, myself, uh, Ken, Black Management, Dr. Watson. I mean, uh, not Dr. Watson, but uh, James James Watson. We got some hitters that we merged together, part of the community, and we bringing something real big, man. It's coming the whole weekend. Well, I, well I'm looking forward to it, bro, because it's right up at uh, Wright Park, which is in Tacoma, and that's like right around the corner from me. Wright Park, for those who have never been to Wright Park in Tacoma, it's one of the most beautiful parks to me that I think is in the city. But what I also like about it, because I hate to say this, but Juneteenth is a black person celebration. You know, when black people get out there, God forbid that it happen. Might be some nigga shit happen. <laughs> and what y'all don't know is that Wright Park is right across the way from Tacoma General. So my thing <laughs> is, if nigga shit do happen and gunshots ring out, you ain't got to worry about paying that $800 to go in that ambulance. You can just run your ass right across the street. No, no, no cap. Literally right across the street. To uh, Tacoma General, and it's right off Martin Luther King Boulevard. I'm pretty sure they probably got one of the best gunshot <laughs> trauma units in, in, in the city. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, and also um, Sunday, comedy it's, baby, it's comedy. I'm on that show. Is he's he's, he's, he's um, hosting the show? And y'all, this is how big this is. This man got the Washington State Museum history. Washington State. He's Museum. doing that on Juneteenth in the. Washington State History Museum. That is phenomenal. How did you come about getting that, bro? Like, I well, I did shows there prior, right, with like Joe Torrey and Michael Blackson okay. before, with my partner um, H and, and Raylan and Dion and you guys pr produced uh, comedy shows back there, probably about like six years ago. Okay, and I had the opportunity out. Uh, Molly, uh, my management that I'm that I'm messing with now. Um, she went off and got this venue again okay. and got this kind of on her own and it just so happened to be the same venue that I did prior with my other partners. Right. And the dates was open and, 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 and we worked it out, man. We got it. Hey, man, I like this, it's man. It's right I on mean, time. Hey, what you say? Just like k Dot on, on Good Kid, Mad City. Well, that wasn't even on Good Kid, Mad City, <laughs> but y'all. So, um, okay, you said Joe Torrey and all that. So, you've been doing this for a while. Like, bro, when did you, like, start, like... Yeah, my first time I ever hit the stage, I was 15. It was uh, at uh, 
this college program called Upper Bound. Yeah, no, me no, and my no. partner uh, John John, we was always known for telling jokes on each other, telling jokes on everybody else, and got the opportunity. That it was a talent show. We hit the stage and did a, did a cool little set. Okay. My uh, my dad used to coach this. Um, um, a player named Pierre Crockwell, which ended up being a big-time promoter uh, for comedy shows. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Bringing people in town and, and stuff like that. And he got word that I do comedy, and from then he let me shout on shot on. So you was able to go into the club where you was allowed to go see shows was, at the club. Was, yeah, and it wasn't, it was, he was doing theaters and, 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 oh, and wow. producing stuff. Like, so when Kevin Hart, like the Temple Theater, yeah. out here, Kevin Hart, we come out here. He brought him out here right before he did Paper Soldiers, yeah. like uh, uh, Clifton Powell, oh wow, Tommy Davidson, Mark Curry. He was messing with them guys way back. That's when when he was hanging with Mr. Cooper, and yeah. that was hot. You know, I didn't even know Clifton Friday. I didn't know Clifton Powell even did comedy. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know yeah. that. Damn, no I was I was backstage watching them guys. Oh way wow, back so, in the day. so no wonder you. Every time I see you beat the stage, up, I'm like, man, I'm like, but no, you. Came up around the OGs, the legends. So yeah. you said y'all known for telling Joe. Now be honest, Bo, I know you. Was you known for telling Joe? We known for roasting people because you know you the only person I know that can roast somebody, get on their ass, and be just as genuine with roasting their head. Like <laughs> like just roasting the hell out. And you it'll turn a bad situation into a situation like you don't want to laugh, but it's like I ain't got no fucking choice. Like, like let me tell y'all a story about him. So back like late February, early March, I had just bought a new car. <laughs> Two weeks had gone by, and my car got stolen. So Damn. I put it on Facebook that it was stolen. You love that car. Yeah, I love that car. And so, Bo had called me up. And I know Bo. I'm like, I know you're going to talk shit. I just don't know what's going to be a fight. I think he might talk shit to make my feelings, my spirit right. I said, hey, man, I, I saw you had the negativity in there. Wop, wop, wop. What was the name of the car? Blue Magic. Mm-hmm. And then he, he yeah, so Bo had got around and said, hey, man, what you name that car again? I said, I named it Blue Magic. Bo said, well, damn, you named the right name. It just disappeared on your ass. Then I'm like, God damn. I'm like, he said, Abracadabra. I'm like, all right, bro, damn. He said, Peter, this, all right, nigga, I'm hurting right now. Shit. And I couldn't do nothing but laugh. But that's what Bo do. Bo would go right in the room and just make everybody laugh. I mean, he'll roast the hell out of you, but it's, it's nothing you can do about it. It's just you just got to take it on the chin. And he'll go around the whole room with just the biggest smile on his face. Now, I was asking, uh, and I was saying about you growing up. So you grew, you, you grown up here. In Tacoma, you just born and bred here. Yeah. So, like, what was Tacoma like growing up for you? What was it like growing up for you in Tacoma? I was a fence. I was on the fence. Okay. I'm a Brink guy, right? So, I, when I say that, but say I had one foot in the streets and one foot into okay. trying to do the right thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? You want to tell them who you affiliated with, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no I'm, I'm with, the, with the Crip module. I was messing with the crib side, you know yeah. what I'm saying? South side. Okay. Um But you know, I'm Tacoma kid though. I got people that I love on the other side though, the two, the east side, you know what I'm saying? The blood. Because the boys and girls clubs, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You play against each other in sports. You end up getting friends in sports. You and going to elementary school. That that the game banging really don't start until like, like late middle school. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? High school. So before that, you merged in with people that you don't necessarily know is about to go to the other side. And you always remember that bond. So even when you're on the other side, you still cool and, and with the people. So so uh, within the uh, on your set, was you known as the funny dude then or like? What was, yeah. what was, oh, so you always been, yeah, but, yeah. but you but, like, could, but could fight. I don't say you still funny like I'm funny. Yeah. But I'm nice with the yeah, hand, though. Yeah. Like, we can fight because yeah. we all, you got to spar each other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Make it like, strong. Like, all the time. Yeah, with body blows. We always playing right. 
uh, uh, BB Britches. You know what oh, I'm saying? Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We, we all, we always, you know, you can you slap boxing all the time. And if you wouldn't do that, then we just gonna pick on you until you got it right. You know what I'm saying? So that's where yeah. I come from. But telling jokes all the time. Bro. Oh yeah, I feel that. I mean, did you have like somebody, like? Or like one of the OGs like tell you, hey boy, you need to focus on that shit and leave this this research alone. They just let you just do what you just figure it out for your own stuff. Yeah, man. So the OGs, so we we kind of was was rebels though. Yeah. Like we had OGs, but then we left our OGs kind of early, and we kind of was the OGs oh, a little okay. early. We started our own gang. You okay. Know what I'm saying? Uh, it was SSM first, Southside Mob, then grew into being YGC, you know what I'm saying? Oh, right. But, um, it was, so we didn't come under the original Crip hoods that's from the town, like, um, neighborhood Crip, 25th Street, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Or the 23rd, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Um, or 1-6, on all the Hilltop games. Yeah. We was the Southside of town, so, um, yeah, I had, we had people that we looked up to, but for the most part, we was, um, under the influence of each other. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And um, just respected the, the craft and the way that shit was built. So the consensus told me, my bad to be so long. We, no, you good, man. But, we learned, we learned you about know, you. The consensus told me I was funny. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And and I ran with that. I was an athlete. I'm oh, a yeah. football player. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I played basketball, played a little baseball, but I was I was an athlete. You know what I'm saying? Uh, growing up. But was funny and observant and you know, well, it's funny you were talking about the uh, crypto. It's something I had just seen. I think about it. Um, it happened back here in '89. It's like when the Crips had got the shooting out with the uh, with the Na National Guard. I mean, was was I mean, was, well, I mean you was probably what six, seven six. You probably. I mean, do you remember any of that? Like, I mean, I just remember the stories, uh, man. And it was, you know, that was the, it was real unified out here at that time, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The pride in the community. We was really in the. You know, especially that was like the end of the of era for like the Black Panthers and stuff like that, yeah. and you know, the the unity that that we had in the community was was really still there. That bond and what we, we fighting for, what we built in our section, we wasn't going out like that if we felt wrong. I feel you know what I'm saying. So, um, we had that here, bro, and yeah, it it was big. Yeah, I know you mentioned being an athlete. Uh, so on top of him also being a comedian, my man also coaches youth sports. Like, cause matter of fact, he was talking to me. I mean, we was hanging out the other day. You had a league because you said you had a coaches meeting. Yeah. So, uh, like, how did you, because I know you are an athlete, so how did you just get into uh, coaching youth sports? Like, what made you just want to? My dad was a great, bro. Yeah, he coached uh, a few hitters in, in our community. Yeah. Um, and he's been doing it since he was, like, 19 years old. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And, he was a pillar around here, and I grew up admiring my dad, and I was a good player myself. And the first opportunity that I got to coach was when, once again, I was 15. Everything oh, wow. I've been doing, as far as cutting hair, as far as coaching or doing comedy, I started at that young age. I tapped into the community early. And I was coming from football practice to go to practice and coach. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, and you know, I just been I fell into that, bro. So, uh, so you talking about your high school and your athlete? Let them know what high school you, you I went, went to. I went to Lincoln, but I wasn't so I was as good as I was in little league. By the time I got to high school, remember I said I had one foot in, one foot out the game. Yeah. I was a knucklehead, so I was always a five weaker, which means 
you can't play till you get your grades right during uh-huh. school. So I had to miss the first five games because oh, my grades was always bad. Or well, one year I couldn't play at all because I got in a fight with security. Damn, you know bro. what I'm saying? So I got kicked out of school and had to go somewhere else. And you know, so my high school football career was I only really got to play one year, uh-huh. and that was at a Native American school called Chief Leshy because I got kicked out of Tacoma schools Damn. and I had to go to Chief Leshy. And I had the opportunity to play there, but was still a five-weeker there. <laughs> but, man, so it is what it is, I man. hope your so, number went five. Man, <laughs> man, I was number 44. Uh, oh, but, oh, that's a bruiser number, yeah, boy. So man, that was your power back? Played linebacker, yeah. Yeah, that's a bruiser. Outside back. backer. Uh, I, you know, I like Natron Means back in oh, the day. Oh, yeah, that was a boy. You know what I'm saying? And, and uh, 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 Christian Okoye. You know what I'm saying? Ironhead Hayward. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, so, uh, and that's what drove me though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When I got done to coach it, because I knew I didn't want to be a knucklehead and I wanted to play sports. So if I could teach the youngsters the mistakes I was making in the midst of even me making them, that's what I was going to do though. So I coached, bro, and played. But comedy was the last thing. Yeah. But the people told me I could get paid for this. Okay. You so, know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I know you all, like you just mentioned cut out. Hey, everybody, if you want a good haircut and you in Tacoma, go to Irvin's. That's his shop. Because that's Bo Blast's real last name. I ain't going to say his first name. He may not want me to put that out there. In the oh, that's all good. Oh, no, his real name is Dominique Irvin. I told him when I first found out because he added me on Facebook, who the fuck is Dominique Irvin? I said, oh, that's Bo. I'm like, that's your name? I said, yeah. I said, bro, that's a. Your mama must have really had faith in you being an NBA player, cause bro, that's, I said that sounded like somebody from 1987. Dominique Irvin, boy, like, like man, like the kid be saying, uh, Dominique, bam. So uh, yeah, do you think? Cause we all know barbershop people go there, we talk yeah. shit while we gunning it. Do you really think that's like somewhat helps you hone your skills even harder? Most cause, definitely. Cause you definitely got all kind of customers coming in, and you hear stuff they say, and then you can think of other shit to say to them. Yes, yes. Yes, man. The, the the and the opinion of the barbershop is gonna let you know whether it's funny oh, or, or or not. You know what I'm saying? And that's the goal for me all the time is to bring that vibe and that natural aura to the stage okay. that I got from the barbershop. Right. If I could do that each and every night, it's gonna be a banger. Okay. I love that barbershop atmosphere. Oh yeah, that is good. Now we're gonna uh, talk about. Uh, like actually get into you actually doing comedy so here we go at what point did you know that I'm gonna run with this shit I'm gonna do this like did you knew that, that this is this is the lane for me to go mm. I never that's a good question I ain't never really had a chance to reflect I guess so it will go back to the first time at the stage. I didn't bomb, bro. I was hilarious. Okay. At the age of fifteen, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I kind of had the, the the timing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The the the, the charisma, um, and I felt the the energy that from the from the beginning. And even when I I got I got older, you know what I'm saying? So I took a long break. Yeah. Too though. But when I came back, the community told me. And once the people will, will lie to you, once they kept telling me I got it, they gave me the confidence that I got it. Okay. So it wasn't really on me. I can't remember the exact moment, but just the people giving me the motivation to to continue to go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. That's a loaded question. My bad. I don't got no, a, you good. a great answer for you. I mean, I mean, but, you just you just you just gave me the truth, and that's all I know. Now you split bomb. How did you feel after 
like what's the not first bomb? Because some of us bomb so many times we don't know. What is the worst bomb you had that you can remember? It might be if if you call it a bomb. I kind of had a a blow up. I had a blow up. Like I was I was doing this uh, open mic uh, in Renton. Yeah. And all the white comedians were saying uh, like. Hella racist jokes, yeah, you know I've what I'm saying? In, I've been in no and I was, I was feeling some type of way, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I went up on stage, and I just went on some a, a rant. Oh wow! You know what I'm saying? I lost my whole mind, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, lost, I, I lost my character uh, on them, and, and and said a bunch of harsh racial jokes back towards towards them, yeah. and it was just silence, oh, wow. and I left the stage. Yeah, I know that feeling you know like you're so, yeah, so you don't want the ink in the milk, but that shit, the but, ink in the milk, that should be that be tough. Yeah. You gotta try to stay, like don't let them think. See, that's the that angry black man shit we talking about in this. But hey, sometimes you gotta show them an angry black man so they don't have to fuck with an angry black man to let them know, hey, that angry black man motif, I fit it, and I will bust your ass wide open. Yeah. Okay, so what was like the highest moment? Like, what was this like? Do you know that performance? You just like, I don't give a damn what nobody tell you. Even your idol, you like I'm. I'm up there with him after performing like this. You ever mm. had like oh, uh, like what's the height, mm. the pinnacle, like of you being on stage? Well, I would say my comedy special on April Fools. Oh, that shit, hey man, not to cut him off. I, I have y'all any like, uh, I was on that show too. I had never seen a homegrown. Production like that Like it was just from top to bottom Of the show was just phenomenal The way the man came to the stage Every comedian was on point It was just The, the, the venue, the setup was just beautiful I was thinking that yeah. I was going to say that what I thought Cause that's when I was like, I was like, well, he in rap form right now. Yeah. So I didn't want to, I didn't want to say what I thought but Like when you said, like, alright, we on the same Cause like y'all, to see that man up there that night, it was something special, man. Like, it was just, it was, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful thing to be a part of. I appreciate you letting me be part. Because I wasn't supposed to, but look like I got my vacation pushed through. So I was glad I got my vacation through to be part of it, man. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. No, that's dope. Appreciate yeah. it. So, yeah, that would, that would be it. I mean, because you got to think, I've, I have, and, you know, it might not seem like a big deal to people, but I've opened up for a lot of people, right? Like, yeah. your DC Young Flies. Yeah. Um, Tote. Tony, uh, Tony Roberts, uh, Kevin Hart back in the day, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, and this was before when he was in Paper Soldiers. Yeah, oh, that's so, so, yeah, you been in, that's like yeah, at least 20 like, years. Yeah, yeah, Damn. that's a long time ago, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And seeing like the other greats, Joe Torrey, Michael Blackston, and, and all of these other names that I can name that we could say are big moments, right? Yeah. But doing that like you said having you know it wasn't super big but like 300 people squeezed into a a, a dope event and such as that comedy special and erupting that crowd with that entrance and filming it from my comedy special and feeling that love of appreciation I feel like that was my biggest moment I loved you know it man saying? I mean cause I didn't I wrote your coattail on it cause I remember after I went back to Latitude like that's the bar me and him made it's Latitude 84 you know in Tacoma Half of the park was in the building. They like, nigga, we didn't know you did. I'm like, yo. I said, I wasn't just talking shit with y'all in the bar to be talking shit. I do this. And yeah. um, 
I didn't met some people and I got a couple connects. I mean, one dude, I don't know, I don't know cat name, but I love talking to him because he just got a great spirit. He said, man, when your next show? He said, man, I would pay you have a ticket to go see your show. You talking about I'm like, damn. Mm -hmm. I said, damn. I said, I said, people really do be paying attention. They look. But I, I love that. It was a great moment in, in my comedy career thus far. Yeah, listen, I'm going to tell y'all like this. Pete Mac is something to be reckoned with. Listen, he came out here. I get, you know, I ain't gonna say I gave him that opportunity. He took that opportunity. That's what I'm not gonna do is, is take the credit from him that he deserved for himself. He took that opportunity that I gave him that night. He exploded, made a name for himself. Every single month from then on out, he's been on stage killing crowd after crowd after crowd in the Pacific Northwest. I don't want him to leave Washington because I feel, I feel like he could help really put us on the map. But I would be selfish to keep him to myself, knowing that he's a national talent. Y'all, he's special. Pete Mack, couldn't Pete, y'all. Yeah, he's, he's a real deal. I appreciate it. Now, you mentioned, uh, like, comment, I was missing your eye. Like, so who is a comedian, if you don't have, I mean, if you may have more than them, but, like, who are comedians that you, like, look up to and, like, this is the blueprint of what comedy is for me? Uh, Bernie Mack. Just the one on the Mac, man? Bernie Mac, oh, man. Yeah. Bernie Mac, man. You know that that authenticity, yeah. unapologetically being me yeah. in black, by any means, but still be universal so every language and every culture can feel. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's dope. Did, I love that. You know? Did you Did you know that? Uh, his Def Jam set, well, I ain't scared you much. Do you know that was not what he was gonna do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched. I watched. I, I, yeah, I did. Like, I did not know that till like I read his book, and I was like, because uh, for those y'all don't know the story, if you haven't read his book or seen the documentary, I think it was the Comedy Central did about him right after he died. Apparently, the guy that went on before him bombed hard as hell. They say he bombed so hard that Martin Lawrence, who was hosting Def Jam, said he couldn't even calm the crowd, calm the crowd down. Cause you got him. This night in New York. Now in New York City, they ain't play, they ain't, they ain't take no shorts. So they just so Martin just basically said, "All right, fuck it, I'm sending the, bringing the next guy up." And Bill Bellamy was another comedian. He said he remember turning to Bernie Mac. Said, "Are you sure you want to go up?" Bernie Mac said he looked Bill Bellamy dead and I said, "Young buck, I've been waiting 17 years for this. Ain't nothing to stop me from this." So when he came out and told the crowd, "I ain't scared of you, motherfuckers." That wasn't him joke. He was basically letting them know, "I ain't scared of y'all. Ain't come from no bullshit." Yeah. He said, "I came to came to get mine." So I yeah, that was. So I, I really, I mean, that's honestly when I was first started, I went by P.D. Mac. That was an homage to him because I had learned, uh, I've learned this about Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx, his real name is not even Jamie Foxx, Eric Bishop. He just chose Jamie because he knew that they all the clubs were letting women up first. That way you give him more time to hit their state. But he chose Fox. That was an homage to Red Fox. So that's why he chose. And I looked, I said, oh, he does spell his shit with two, uh, two X's. I'm like, oh, okay, so. But yeah, R.P. to the Mac, man, I remember where I was the day he died, man. Mm. I was getting off of work. It was 2009. Um, I had a job on a Naval Air Station Jacksonville. Because um, my, my mom, she works for, she used to work for the Department of the Navy. She uh, retired last October. So I'm getting off on the job she had got me on the base. I'm driving home. I get in. I turn on CNN. And it said comedian Bernie Mac had died. And I was like, the fuck you? What? I'm talking about, I couldn't believe it. I looked online, I'm like, oh my God, I couldn't believe it. But like, yeah, we, man, we lost something special when we lost him. Mm. R.I.P. the great Bernie Mac, mm. okay? So, 
Um, I gotta ask you this. So we were talking. You know, this is called the great unknown. What is an unknown about you, Bo Blast, that a lot of people wouldn't know? Uh, I was on the swim team. Hey, you know what? I I, I ain't gonna lie. Did not know that we were shooting that skit. And when you said you was on the swim team, I was like. Not saying because you know that kind of you know that that that, that stereotype that, that black folks can't swim. Cause I know a gang of black folks that swim. I just I never would have pictured a bowl. One, I wouldn't have pictured him on swim. Team two, it's for those y'all don't know, it's it's kind of cold up here. It don't really get hot a lot up in Tacoma. I'm like, you was willing to get in the pool at the boys and girls. Club. Oh yeah, it was at the boys and girls, boys and girls club. Like, we had a swimming pool there. Yeah. Yeah. What was your uh, what was your events? I, went, I, I did the hundred freestyle. You know what I'm saying? I did uh. What I do, I did the uh, the breaststroke. Okay. Oh, that's a hard ass one to do. The Fifty. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? I had to, I seen people try to qualify to do that in boot camp for like do a spec ops. Yeah. That is not an easy ass boy. So you can do that boy. You like flipping that bitch. Nah, yeah, um. Was, so yeah, so yeah, that's that's what I would say. Hey, you remember? Uh, I would say one more thing is, uh, I was my first passion before and like within the entertainment was rapping. I feel like people would know that being from around Tacoma and know that. Yeah, I mean, so, but a lot of people, you yeah. know what I'm saying, just university, they don't, they don't know. But okay. I, was, I was pretty cool. Was your name Bo Blast in uh, rap? It was just Bo. Bo, okay. Now it's funny you mentioned Swim because I think back when we talked about we found out about Swim because it was somebody in that barbershop <laughs> who was wasn't in the best of shape <laughs> and they said he was on the Swim team. And me and Bo <laughs> ain't shit. Because we kind of looked at each other for a second like, I know you fucking lying. He said I'm on. I used to be on the swim team. Me and Bo looked at each other real quick, and we looked back down. And I was like, uh, uh-uh. uh. I was like, uh, uh-uh. uh. I can't. I can't. I'm like, but we need her to wrap this shit up, cause not built can't. like the Michelin man. He <coughs> <laughs> 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 was though. You good people though. He was cool. All right, so I'm gonna end this with something I'm gonna call this or that. Uh-huh. You being a Washingtonian, like it's called um, X. Uh, some questions that's for Washington. Right. Uh, like this or that. Now, this first one I probably already know, but I'm going to ask it anyway. University of Washington or Washington State? You mm. dub. I figured that with it, with you dub being right up the street right. in Seattle. So I, I knew that. I just had to ask, okay. Uh, but uh, but let me back myself up, though. I love every Washington school, though. Like high school and college. I don't do pro teams. I don't do favorite pro teams just because I like to cater to more so the players that I know for a fact are born and raised oh, in Washington. You know what I'm saying? And I know colleges, they get recruits from everywhere, but they be having a large amount of people on the roster that are homegrown, so that's why I do. Okay, you might mess up my second when I was going to ask you, say you don't do protein, I was going to say the Seahawks or the Mariners. I would pick, if I had to pick, I would pick probably the Mariners. Yeah, because y'all, you mean, back in the day. I probably picked the Mariners. Ken Griffith Jr., uh, Edgar Martinez. Boy, they still yeah. shoot. Them boys, you boys ass, man. All right, now this last one. They're not here no more, the Supersonics. Mm-hmm. I don't know which one you might pick, but I'm, these are the two suits I'm, I want you to pick between Sean Kemp or Gary Payton. If you had to pick one or the other. Mm. Ooh, this is what I hope for. I ain't, ooh, I was hoping this was going to be a tough that. Mm. I'm picking. I know. I'm picking uh, 
<laughs> Sean Payton. Sean Payton, the, the, the coach of the, uh, the, the Saints? <laughs> no, Sean Payton. Oh, 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 Gary coach of Gary Payton. Hey, that's a, that's a tough one. See, me, I'm going to like GP because I used to play guard when I did Damn. attempt to play basketball. So I used to always visualize myself as him because one of my first numbers was 20. Mm. So I used to try to lock down D. But Sean Kemp, boy, you knew it was a, it was a movie when you saw, you saw him. That motherfucker had that's moved. That's tough right there. I knew. That's why I said, I said, I'm going to get him with this one. Because mm. it's like it's like peanut butter and jelly. They go together. Like, I mean, you can't, you can have both apart, but it's like it hit so much better together. It's just so much so, better yeah. together. I, I, I was hoping, I was like, ooh, let this one work the way I want it to work. So it did work the way it wanted to work. And I'm glad of that. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Well, I'm, we about to get up out of here. Oh, this is a great first episode. Uh, Appreciate Bo, you, man. You got some something you want to plug uh, out there for them? Man, all I'm going to say is if you're digging your booty, don't smell it. Go get some hand sanitizer at least. Okay, you know I mean? <laughs> wash, your, wash your fucking hands. How about that? That's what you need to do. Now, I was talking about like, um, you ain't going to tell them about your... you wanted me to give them some life advice. That's a life advice, too. Uh-huh. But I mean, I, like, you want to tell them about your podcast? Oh, you got to be oh, Seattle? Oh, oh, uh, Man, oh, yeah. So, I got I got Tim Chat with my homegirl, Cinnamon, for uh, Fever Magazine. It's... it's uh, it's gonna be a big deal. It is a big deal, yes, just sir. like this podcast right here is a big deal. Um, I got uh, what else do I got going on? I got my nonprofit Laugh Therapy, where we're giving back to the community. We, we uh, basically trying to build security through funding the youth's uh, um, entertainment uh, or skills or camps or whatever that they need to be funded. We're gonna try to do our best to help them out through our nonprofit, and I just got a whole lot more. In, 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 in the cars for me, man, that, that involved my partner Pete. Appreciate the love that you're giving me. Oh, Check yeah. me out, underscore Bo Blast on IG. Dominique Irvin on Facebook. Rock with your boy, Tacoma, Washington. We love y'all. All right, that y'all, we out. This has been the first episode of The Great Unknowns. And I'm going to end it like how me and my boy Keith Reed, who is actively deployed right now with the U.S. Navy, to always end our podcast. Be cool, stay calm, get paid. We holler at you. Peace.